like I have to. I feel like I have to burp. Hold on. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Cheers. Cheers. I'm not drinking beer. I'm drinking ginger tea. <laughs> I'm drinking a soda water. Oh, it's been a rough week. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to the 33rd episode of the Real Life Diabetes Podcast, where we've taken the show on the road. Hello, Wichita, Kansas. Sugar, it ain't a pager. It's a pumper when I'm Jones and it comes in handy. Tell me, sugar mama, what you ain't. This impromptu episode was sparked by Deep Podcast Week in National Diabetes Awareness Month. And this is actually the third episode in a row at my house. <laughs> This is, this is becoming so strange. So this, snacks, is, this is strange. S- snacks are limited. I'm just going to throw that out there. The and there's no alcohol. The staple <laughs> is still here. <laughs> so we just so happened to be heading to the Live Well Diabetes Ex- Expo in, in Wichita um, when we decided to record this. We had less than 24 hours to spread the DDG love and picked up a few stories and friends along the way. Stay tuned to hear what folks in the Great Plains are doing to live their best life. Yes, I'm. Okay, before we begin the show, we have a few announcements. Short and sweet. Real short and sweet. Okay, Amazon banner ad, everybody's using it. Thank you. You rock. You're helping us pay Jonathan, helping us kick out episodes. <laughs> we need you to order some major Christmas gifts is what it boils down to. Start start getting serious. We do. And it's simple. And I know it's hard to, to actually remember to use the Amazon link. So once you've clicked through that banner that has Amber's tattoo on the right side of our homepage, bookmark that. And then once you've clicked and you have that link and it's bookmarked, then all you have to do is use it from the top and it'll work forever. And we receive a little bit of change in return. No extra cost to anyone. Announcement quick number two, speak pipe. Not only do we love hearing your messages just about what's going on or what you think about what we're doing, but we're working on another Ask Us Anything episode. Number three. three. And of course, we want to answer whatever prying questions you have. Yeah, even if it's not a question, if you just want us to talk about a topic or if yeah. you have an idea for another mm-hmm. future podcast episode, do it. Because we already have one question. We're trying to get to five before we do another show. So, so get it going, people. Yeah, we I know you've got thoughts so on your mind. Quick. Okay, and the way to do it, click the SpeakPipe logo on the right side of our homepage. Pretty close to the Amazon banner ad. It's blue. You click it. It has to be from your desktop. And so if you do it, you click it, just leave 10 second, 20 second question. We download it and we play it live on the show. You don't even have to say who you are. You could be completely anonymous. Or... Or you can just make up a name. Yeah. <laughs> we, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, any other announcements? Oh, like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know, our, we'd love to see our numbers grow. We'd love to hear more from you. And with the ever, you know, everything that we're doing on our social media, it's usually a bit of a conversation with other DOC folks. So chime in. Yep. I think that's it. Short and sweet. Okay. Here Let's we get go. Into the show. Yes, I'm alive. You're a dork. I'm alive. Word on the street. November first kicked off. National Diabetes Awareness Month. National Diabetes Awareness Month. What does uh What does National Diabetes Awareness Month mean to Amber Clure? Hmm. You know, I've been, because I sit on uh, as a, well, kind of the member of the diabetes, Oklahoma Diabetes Caucus, this, I mean, and getting up to be a part of the DOC and hearing these terms that are completely new to me pretty much from the past two years, 
I don't really know what it means to me. Like, what are we trying to say? I mean, obviously, we're trying to bring awareness. And it's clear if you look at the DOC that everyone's a little bit frustrated at times with people being on the general public being uneducated, mm. Yep. whether that means in the elementary schools or type one, type two, or can you eat this? So I'm trying to wrap my mind around what that really means to me mm. and yeah, what's the what I want to say about it. Right. Yeah. Is it just awareness? Is it like just education? Is that the point? You know, are we just trying to inform people about it? Or is it truly that push for a cure like October is for Breast right. Cancer Awareness Month? Right. Because I think whenever hear, people hear October and they hear Susan G. Komen, they immediately think cure. Right. Now, whether or not that's where all the money is going or not, that's what pink means to people. It's like, let's cure breast cancer. Right. But for diabetes, it's like, yeah, it's different. It's got some ambiguity to it. Right. It's like, are we educating? Are we creating a solution? I don't really know. I see blue and I'm like, oh, cool. That person has diabetes. But other than that, I, I don't know yet. And I think it makes it a lot easier on the social media outlets that when you see the blue and, you know, I just did for the first time ever, there's a JDRF, um, T1D looks like me and you plug in your numbers, basically what year you were diagnosed, your form of treatment. And it, it puts out this cute little thing that says, you know, I have this many finger pricks, this many injections. And I think, and then you, they encourage you to post it and kudos to JDRF for putting out that, that big of a campaign. But I think when my family members and my friends see that I've lived with this disease for X amount of days and how many injections I've given, maybe it makes them think differently about my daily struggles. Mm. That's just, yeah. It's like it provides a new perspective right. on your life, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't think anybody really gets that. Because they see us and they're like, oh, yeah, like Amber has diabetes and occasionally I see her, you know, like take a shot. Right. But they don't think about Amber Clore doing that every day, for five th- times a day th- for, for her entire years. life. Right. And every day that you haven't ever seen Amber Clore, she's been doing that. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> right. But yeah, that photo that, is it JDRF? It's yeah. got that going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it, it's like, you see the numbers? Yeah. And it's like, staggering. I know we've all done like pocket calculations of how many times we've pricked our finger. <laughs> right. <laughs> staggering numbers. It's absolutely staggering. I'm yeah. surprised I still have any blood left. Yeah, I, yeah. I would like if somebody would do this, and if somebody's like, you know, like a physics or, um, it just has a lot of time in their hands. If they could actually calculate how much volume is in one like drop of blood that we use for each strip, and then multiply that out, I'd love to know how much blood we've lost in our life. Well, and I think we could also do another thing of that. Like, oh, I have no idea because I'm not that a leader. My. <laughs> Uh, more than that I I would be curious as to let's just take it to the finger pricks and if you have insurance or if you don't have insurance how much money you have spent out of pocket on strips Mm. strips alone strips alone okay it's quite a bit of money quite Quite a a bit bit of money money. quite a bit of money Um, it's just money yeah well and i will say with that same um little app or whatever um it's when i see somebody that's i'm gonna say newly diagnosed less than three years Mm -hmm. and you see their numbers versus some of the warriors i'm just like just (laughs) prepare yourself (laughs) mark was talking about this mark carter yeah i guess it would have been the last podcast guest he was talking about how you know a future's out there in five years where you don't even need a cgm but the mainstream test strip companies are going to have CGM-like products right. where nobody's testing their finger at all. Like, you don't even have to calibrate anymore. Like, I think there's, like, the Freestyle Libra that's approved in Europe. Oh, we just talked about yeah, it. I just talked about Marco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. we're literally, it's just basically, like, quarter-sized. It's on, you strap it on, it's there for, like, 11 days. 11 right? days to two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? And so it's, it's on there. You don't have to calibrate at all. 
Because like right now with the CGM shift caliper twice a day, there is a future out there where we literally never have to prick our fingers again. Oh my it's gosh, my fingertips will be so happy. Oh man, so would my A1C. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, and, okay, let's get back to the, okay, the purpose of this show oh, is yeah, to sorry. like highlight like what we learned in Wichita. Let's, yeah. And for those who aren't familiar, Wichita is like two hours away from Oklahoma city. Mm-hmm. So we drove up, meet some friends, join the, the great plains living well conference. Um, live well diabetes, live well diabetes conference. My yeah. Apologies. And I want to throw out one thing before we really dive into this. Um, and, uh, is, you know, I'd love to hear from other people. What do you think about National Diabetes Awareness oh, Month? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So if that's a speak back message or just a note on this, this podcast or an iTunes review, like I want, we want to hear what you, because that'll help I, me personally, like what do you want out of this month as somebody like us, some, you know, people like us mm-hmm. that are putting things out there for the general public. We, yeah. Maybe that'll help us fine tune it for next year. So Agreed. Yeah. So rolling into Wichita, Kansas. We went to Wichita. And I'm just going to be... This is actually the Sunday night after we got back from the trip. Yeah. So we left Friday, spent Saturday in Wichita, and now we're back. And we had every intention, actually, of reporting this podcast in the car. But let's be honest. Ryan, we didn't leave Oklahoma City until 630, 645, because he's in medical school. He's exhausted. It was he, a long. It was a long day. It kind wasn't of was like in a the cards on Friday. <laughs> it wasn't in the cards. It was not in the cards. <laughs> and I was exhausted for preparing for the trip. So yeah, we rolled in. Went to a really cool place in Wichita. I'm gonna throw this out. Dempsey Burger Bar. Dempsey Burger Bar was sick. It was sick. They had a quinoa burger. <laughs> they had a good. We had a good IPA. <gasps> we did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a good time. So in. Hit the be- you know, went to bed early and were prepared for the conference. And we weren't really sure what to expect. This was our first time to go out of state. It was their first event. Their first, yeah. This is our mm-hmm. first. Um, and we had had a couple of great people that came out of the woodwork to say, you know what, you guys really need to come up to Wichita. This is going to be an epic event. And so we're so thankful that we actually made it. So we get up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> Insulin injections are going everywhere. (laughs) Alarm goes off. It's still dark outside. (laughs) I don't drive in the dark, so Ryan. (laughs) This is not the first time we've split a hotel room together. Yeah. Yeah. I'm shocked that we just threw that in there. This has been done before. This has been done before. We're on a budget, people. (laughs) We are on such a budget. The DDG is not putting up sweets in the penthouse (laughs) for both companies. We didn't crack champagne. (laughs) Like, I brought a box of wine and, uh, yeah, and some Mm -hmm. snacks. And some snacks. So yeah, we <laughs> rolled. I ate in- all of Amber's snacks. <laughs> yeah, I so was, thank you. I, thank yeah, you. You're welcome. You are welcome. Um, okay, so yeah, we get up at the crack of dawn, head to another local place. I don't know what the name of it was to get some coffee. Yep. Met a really cool guy who had a broken arm. <laughs> Great Interesting guy. conversations. Wichita was full of unique stories. We show up to this place and we're thinking, okay, we're going to get some coffee because we want to get local coffee. We're both and maybe some breakfast. Of, like maybe some some we're both kind of coffee snobs yeah. in a way we like good stuff. Yeah. And so we show up and we get inside and we're looking at the menu. I can't eat a thing. Muffins, <laughs> scones, pastries. There's nothing. Yeah. And, and you can't eat those we're things. We're about to spend an entire day at a diabetes conference. Like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't feel like operating today at 275. <laughs> 
Well, I just don't eat those things because it made me feel like crap. Yeah. yeah. I probably could have managed the carbohydrates, but it would have dragged me down. So we left there with mm-hmm. a good cup of coffee. Coffee was amazing. We bought Josh a cup of coffee because he was short on a change. Yeah, we did. <laughs> It's good dude. Ryan did, I should say. Good um, dude. good dude, yeah. And and then we headed on into town. And they had food at the conference. They did have food. They did. Okay, how many people do you think came? Overall, like as guests? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would say five to eight hundred. Yeah, absolutely. It was mm-hmm. weird. There was a constant trickle. At least fifty vendors. Fifty yeah, I mean there were there were quite a few vendors. Um, and not just your average pharmaceutical folks. Mm-hmm. I think we were the only advocacy group per se. Yeah, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah. We're like not, besides the mainstream players like ADA and JDRF. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there was like the hot, the local hospital and there might've been some other health centers, but, um, so, and they, they did a good job of, I will say I applaud them, even though it was kind of annoying at the time is that everybody got this little card that each booth had a stamp. It encouraged every single person to go to every single booth, which was good for us because we met, you know, got traffic that we might not have. And had received. our name on it. Yeah. Had our name on it. And that also, then they could, if they got everything stamped, then it was put into a drawing. So it gave them incentive essentially. So another part of the thing that the expo was they had a separate room that was all about, what did they have? Cholesterol testing, A1C, Blood foot pressures, exams. Foot exams. Was there anything else? Uh, yeah, you got the whole lipid panel yeah, with you, the cholesterol. You could get some counseling yeah. depending on your numbers on mm-hmm. any of those factors. Got some education. So, and we'll chime in in a little bit just about because we participated as well. God knows we needed need some free some free tests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So we we tapped into that for sure. But I think one of the things that the takeaways for me from this was how many people in that I'm going to say county have type one diabetes. So what was the number? Oh, ty- diabetes. I can't even say type one. Maybe it was type one. It was one. probably combined. It was combined. It was 11, it was combined 11%. Uh, yeah, 11% of the county of Wichita. Sedgwick, I think is the name of the yeah, county. Sedgwick County, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a, and I don't know, even know what Oklahoma, Oklahoma County or, you know, but I feel like the numbers were high and the number of people with type one that came through blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of people saying I've had it for 42 years, 50 years. We had somebody newly diagnosed within five weeks. I mean, there were a lot of people that shared their story with us and it was, it was if wonderful. If you tried to use your bias of who you thought was type one and type two, it didn't work at all. No. Felt the whole day. You know, as you talk to people and their stories kept unfolding, like, yeah, you know, how long have you died, had diabetes? And or some, who in your family has diabetes? Like, oh, six months. And then some yeah. people say, oh, 40 years. Right. <laughs> And there were a couple, I mean, I was shocked too. There were a few that were mother-daughter combos. Yep. Um, or family members, uh, you know, just the, the connection. The, the wide range too of people and the ways that they treat their diabetes. You know, you, you'd see some folks come through and they're like, yeah, I've been just, you know, dead steady on shots my whole life. I love it. Right. That's what I do. Take MPH and regular and it works for me. Right. And then you would see other people. I guess this guy who's a farmer. He, he works on a tractor all day. And he keeps, he has a, he has a, a Dexcom that he has oh. in his pocket all day. And he's just there cruising, checking out his Dexcom. So it totally changed his life. Oh, wow. That would make such a difference in somebody, especially being that active or yeah. out, you know. Oh, he's not it's active, huge, but yeah. huge form. Yeah. It's very well, interesting. Well, and a lot of unique conversations came up and I was standing with, and I will say I was the only female. So a group of men all over the, 27 and above. <laughs> 
Ryan, I'm interested. Are you 27? Why you right? use that age? Well, because you were a part of the conversation, <laughs> and it came down to carb counting. Mm. Word on the street from the five people that were standing in this room. I happen to be the only person that carb counts. Boom. Yeah. Yes. I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody else, but I was just <laughs> shocked. And it was kind of like everybody kind of look, looked at each other. You carb count? No. I look at a piece of whatever and think, yeah, that's three units or four units. I'm like, what? Ryan, how do you speak? <laughs> Can you speak to this? You were. A- you can only speak to your. It's a per- the, the personality of the person displays itself inside the disease for sure. And for people like me who. I don't know. My whole Fly life, it's never made hands. sense. It's it's never. Well, I mean, I I think it's pattern recognition versus carb counting. Like you know, if I've had a burrito in the past and I took four <laughs> units, odds are I've had fifty burritos in my life. So now, whenever I have a burrito, I know I should take four units for it, and it's dead on every time. <laughs> so it's like it's pattern recognition. You know, is it worth like going into Chipotle and saying like, um, could I have your like Chipotle wrapper? <laughs> And, and can I like, can I look and see like, how much does this have 55 or 57 Well, hold, I'm not even saying you have to do that. And it's the same you know theory. It's the same yeah, theory is that yeah. I can look at something and think, oh, that's 30 to 36 grams it's of carbs. The same, it's the same thing. It's yeah. You just think about it in, in uh, mm-hmm. units of insulin. Yeah. It's really not any different at all. It's like, that's two and a half versus that's three. Yeah, it's, it's the exact same thing you're doing. I feel yeah. like there's a survey we should do in the future is, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that it's male versus female, but. Maybe it is. I think people who carb count religiously, I think it's, I think it's a great practice. I just think everybody finds their own way to figure out how to do it. I think people wouldn't do it if it didn't work. Well, here's the thing, too. You know? I'm not trying to throw a wrench in things, but a burrito. Mm-hmm. Let's just say. You wouldn't eat a burrito. Um, I would eat a burrito. Right. I would eat a burrito, but I'd probably eat a third of it and I would not eat all of the whatever flour right. or what. But I'm thinking like, so your average There's burrito. There's a bigger risk with a burrito than there is with a grilled chicken breast with cheese. And okay. Bacon on top of Very it. good point. But I'm mm-hmm. thinking, let's just say that the burrito is standard, let's say eight inches long. Mm-hmm. One is from Chipotle or whatever, however you say it. One is from Taco Bell and one is from Firebird. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that you would give the same unit of insulin for <laughs> all three burritos? Yeah, if it looked the same, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, you know, there's some there's some variability in it for sure. So every time I eat a burrito, I'm usually putting the same stuff in it. So it's it's a burrito, Beans, and, and rice, I usually choose yeah. to not have the wrap. You know, like I maybe have the actual tortilla one out of every eight times. I have right. a burrito. Usually, it's in a bowl. So you have rice. You have beans, you have vegetables. That's usually it right. for me, right? Or tofu or something. And and so it's usually about the same amount of carbs no matter where you go. You're going to get that same thing at Freebirds or Chipotle. It's going to be very similar. Um, if it looks bigger, then I might take a little more. But yeah, usually it's around that That's three to four range. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we need to hear from other people on this. Yeah. yeah. Are you carb counting or what are we going to say is the... Uh, um, um, pattern recognizing. Pattern recognizing. Yes. Please keep us posted on that. Yeah, please do. And, and I do carb count too at the same time. I mean, I carb count every day on different things. I think it's just for like the bulk of like meal planning. It's usually like a feel based, <laughs> you know? That's really good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Rounding horizons <laughs> at the Great Plains. Learning stuff. Um, okay. So we met a ton of people. Anybody in particular stand out to you? Mm. 
trying to think of who who comes to mind. Um, I think there was there was one woman we talked to who had type two, who had just been diagnosed within the last year, and I think what she felt she felt like this was like a diagnosis that, um, like she had failed. Yeah. You know, like this is this was it. Yeah. For her. And I think she was in her <clears throat> mid to late fifties mm-hmm. or so. Does she have gray hair, short hair, gray hair. I don't know. No. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I know it was darker. But and and she was just you could just tell she had tears in her eyes as she was talking about it. She's like, It's so good to finally get good information on these things because where I'm from, I don't there's not a lot of good information at my fingertips and to see people that talk about it and to see people who are healthy with it right. here everywhere. <clears throat> so this is cool. Like, this is good for me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and you I, I saw her literally talk to every single vendor in the room about she's different things. Soaking it up. Oh yeah, yeah. She had great energy, you know. So I thought that that was the spirit of the conference, that was the point right. of going to it um, from that, that connection. And I don't think I've ever talked to that many people with diabetes in one day. Oh, well, it, and we yeah. literally, at the end of the day, we're losing our voices, hence why we didn't record the podcast on the drive home. Um, all, Seriously, completely hoarse. It was, yeah. it was so, there were so many people, and one couple in particular, and I know that, I know people like this, that they both happen to have type 2, and... I was, you know, just striking up a conversation about how they're managing. And she was just like, well, I'm managing just fine. But, and she, you know, kind of looked at her husband and made some snarky remark. And I'm like, God, that would suck. I mean, like for her to feel like she's doing everything she can to stay alive and he's Mm -hmm. not. I mean, you know, and that's not, that can't be good for a, a marriage or a relationship. Right. I'm not saying I'm not pointing the finger. I don't think it's good or bad. I mean, just like. But I, I remember how do you work this as a conversation? Team? There was some animosity. Yeah, and he just looked at us there. like, "Oh God, here she goes." And, and, and the guy just looked at us like, "Oh my gosh, she made me come to this." <laughs> she conference. made me come to this. Well, at least he made it. At yeah. least he made it. <laughs> he made it. He was there. He and was there. yeah, yeah. It goes back to uh, what, um, who Clayton McCook was talking about a few episodes back. Yeah, with the competition between parents. With the younger oh, yeah. kid. Yeah. And I think Mark was talking about too, if it was possible to marry somebody that has type one. Right. And be two type ones in a relationship. And be tough. Yeah, I think you'd have to let go of a lot of things. There'd have to be <laughs> you'd have to let go of the comparison of numbers thing. Right. But I think when you've had the disease long enough, you realize that there's a lot of uncertainty. You do your best and you try to learn and you get better. Some days you get it, some days you don't. Yep. There was another woman, um, who had been, she was pre-diabetes, I think it was, maybe maybe diagnosed with type 2. And she said, when I was asking her about her management and what is she doing to keep from getting the disease, and she said, well, I've lost a couple of, you know, like 15 pounds. I'm like, go, yay. And she was like, but I love my sweets. Mm-hmm. I just love my sweets. And we talked about this. We so did, she we talked did, about right it as like mm-hmm. um, a separate thing and, Something that had a grasp, like a hold on her. Yeah, there was like some ownership, and you could see. Yeah. And I think we all do it with certain things. Yeah, we feel like there's like this ownership component to food in yeah. our life, and it's like my 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 precious, like the thing that like <laughs> my precious. <laughs> like, the no, ring. But, no, but for real, it's like yeah. The, the, and it and it was interesting, you know, like you know, presenting information and being at a healthy place, but then also watching people work through their own unhealthy behaviors, yeah. right? And I know I felt it. Whenever I was going into the room to get my A1C checked, because I didn't come, I didn't come that day thinking I was going to get an A1C. Right. Right. So I go into the room, and you've kind of got to say, okay, whatever this number is today, this is going to make me better 
Right. Or this, this is going to show me something. This is more information to live with. Right. This is tangible data instead of just waking up and doing your best. Right. I was like, man, but, but still walk in. It's like, you know, blood pressure's rising. Yeah. <laughs> just but, thinking yeah. about. We can talk about that here in a sec. Yeah. Like seriously. I, I, going back to that woman, I just want to say one thing and I caught myself and I really thought about how I asked the question, but I asked her if she had grandkids mm. and mm. it made me think of, um, our episode with Rev Run and Justine Simmons and the whole ask screen, no campaign. And, um, I, I can't, I'll figure it out and I'll put it in the show notes about Find his motivation. Quote. Mm. Well, and too about changing his family's future mm. by oh. his actions today. And so he wanted to be around for his kids or his grandkids. And he actually referenced in that one of his best friends is now managing his diabetes because he wants to be there for his daughter and his grand. And he's doing it for his daughter. He's not doing it for himself. That's cool. Yep. And so as I was asking her about the grandkids and I was like, well, just think about when, as you continue to manage your diabetes, Mm -hmm. how many more years you'll have with your, your grandkids. And she stopped for a second. She goes, I even have great grandkids. And I was like, wonderful. And maybe it made her think, process it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that all disease, you know, it's not controlled completely by drugs. And, I mean, by diet and exercise, but maybe her realizing losing the weight and things like that will just have more quality of life. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah. I, you never know either. You're talking, you know, the Reverend conversation. You never know which health choices you're going to make on a daily basis that will resonate with somebody else. Right. You know, if you're the one person who brings in salad to the meeting and eats it in front of everybody, you never know if that might plant the seed for somebody else to bring salad the next day. You know, it echoes around. You know, it's not like we don't live in a vacuum and all of our health choices are just good for us. I think it's a community thing. Right. I think if we're like passionate about the things that we're eating and the things that we're doing and if we're talking about running, not in an obnoxious way. But if we're talking about those things, then it echoes out. Right. It has a really, really profound impact. I think that's like the conference. That's why it's so good because you see these people that are doing really great things right. with the disease. It's like, oh, yeah, I could do that too. And no finger pointing. I think it's no more hopefully it's supposed all. to be motivational. Mm-hmm. So, man, if this person can do it one step at a time, I can too. And I feel mm-hmm. like you an, see it then. I know it's an AA thing and I, I, just one day at a time one for the people time. that are struggling. I'm like, today's a new day. Tomorrow, some days you get it, some days you don't. Let's just take the next step forward for the next day to make your life a better one and whatever that means to you. I like that. So no judgment by any means. And you know, one of the people that were there, which I didn't have the opportunity to speak to, I think you did, Ryan, was, um, was it Dr. Ponders? And Dr. Stephen Ponder. Is it Ponder mm-hmm. or Ponders? Ponder. Ponder. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who's the author of Sugar Surfing. Sugar Surfing. A concept, yeah. essentially. It's not just, he's, you know. He's a type one, endocrinologist. And he, he came up with this idea that like, you actually sugar surf. We've talked about it on this podcast yeah. before. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was on. Maybe Amy's, Veg Amy's episode. Yeah. And the, the concept that, you know, you're really trying to like ride and control the waves of your blood sugar that you're on. You know, so you're like trying to introduce food into your body when you're on the downslope. Right. Like say you're coming down and you're trying not to eat when you're on the upslope. So you're taking insulin to make the curve change and then introduce food. And he spoke, and he was awesome. Um, we got to talk to him on the side for a little while. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I just, I like his approach, you know, really like looking at insulin dosages in like half units mm-hmm. and one units and really just like pulsations that are really similar to the pancreas. And that we're not, get, we're not usually, the pancreas isn't great at delivering six units or 10 units at a time. It's, it's, it's trickling better off them out. It. Yeah, it's trickling it out Yeah, as it fills it. 
And uh, yeah, if you're interested in his information, we'll plug that in the show notes. Um, and he's also coming to Oklahoma City, I found out. When? In April. Awesome. He'll be here. Yeah, he's speaking at Integris in Oklahoma City. We'll definitely have to stalk his people about getting a podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said he's down. Oh, good. Yeah. He said he'd be down to <laughs> hang out and talk about <laughs> So Where will we host this podcast? Right here. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he was a very, very good dude. And he's got a book out. He does lecture series. You can find him on YouTube, all that kind of stuff. I just thought it was a really cool concept. Anybody who uses a pump, I think it's interesting to use yeah. it, especially with the CGMs now. Yeah. Speaking of CGMs. You're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm starting. Okay, tell I'm, us, doing, tell I'm doing us the about Dexcom this. trial. What's today? Sunday? Tuesday. So by the time this is actually live, I've got a Dexcom on my arm. Okay. Is that where Instagram, I'm going to get ready? Yeah. We're going to, I'm going to have them film it. If they'll let me, I don't have to let me film it. Oh yeah. I bet they let you. It's I'm terrified. For, it's good for Dexcom. Probably. I'm terrified. Okay. And the Dexcom. Okay, okay. You're terrified. Yeah. Okay. Tell us more about the terrified feeling. Well, I don't, I don't want to put it on my stomach. Okay. Where do you put yours? Um, love handles, hips. But I have enough thighs, area there. I've got stomach. too much shit going on as it is. Like I need it somewhere where there's not as much cushion. And people use the back of their arms all the time for Dexcom stuff. I'm thinking back mm-hmm. of my arms, but then when I'm laying in bed, what if it hurts? You know, the Dexcom, but what it didn't hurt much for me because it's very, like a really plastic one, but you'll, I guess you'll have to play around with it. Who knows? Yeah. Which side do you sleep on? I switch. Okay. Okay. I have a pretty solid mm-hmm. flipping standard. <laughs> I set an alarm start on my back two in the morning but i feel well and it depends on the time yeah the time of the night um it's pretty ridiculous i am i actually really realized this recently i'm like mm. uh, i flip it up okay so <laughs> what are you thinking where are you i'm thinking you on the back of one of my arms i'm not sure which one probably okay. my left Dude, yeah back of the arm might be good because you wouldn't really be on it as you're on your side yeah okay probably left Probably left. Okay. This what, is a busy what's your, Okay. After that one, what's your, your next locale? I don't know because I don't know that if I'm going to do it, I'm just mm. going to do this as just a trial. Okay. And I have a lot of social events this week, so we'll see how I feel about it in different clothing. Mm-hmm. So. It's, uh, it's better than a business card. <laughs> there'll be, there'll be no doubt. It might start up a lot of conversations, hopefully not on a date, but yeah. Maybe so. There's no hiding it at that point. (laughs) Maybe it'll bring me a date. Like, hey, what's that weird battery pack on your arm? Hey, Frankenstein over there. How's life? I'm kidding. (laughs) We'll see. If I pick up any dates, the DOC will be first to know. (laughs) I must say, as your podcast Mm -hmm. co-host, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. There's no denying it. I'm I'm doing like a personal thing like, Days, nights, days that I drink wine and go to bed and mm-hmm. days that I don't. Oh, okay. You're employing some scientific method. Yeah. I need days. to know some things. Okay. What else are you curious in? What trends in your day? What trends in my day? De- um, kind of my morning, but I keep mm-hmm. it high. I mean, I eat snacks throughout the morning. So, and I feel it dip down. So, um, that's pretty much the only trend I would say is in the middle of the night. Okay. Yeah, the, the nighttime stuff. Because I know you've had a night, we've talked about the nighttime lows on the shows before. Yeah, and I don't have those very often. Mm-hmm. Lately. I mean, I've now that I'm back on Lantis and have things under control, like a low, low in the middle of the night is more hormonally driven than, than 
Anything else? That could be. So I you're, would. You're about to see. I would it's like to do up. one. It's if like one, yeah. if I do another trial with them and decide to do a second week, I'd like to do it like the week of my period to see mm. because insulin fluctuation is huge. Yeah. See how much huge. more insulin you have to take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when it dips out, like I have to back dial back considerably. So then at what point in the middle of the night does it side decide to whatever's kicking in is kicking in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh. I'll be sure to write about it. And yeah, we'll get to hear about my it. My therapist will definitely hear about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, to get perspective too, I mean, Amber, you've this is the this is the first launch into technology, the tech. Yeah. And speaking of that, you Which, were. It's, it's gonna be fun. It's yeah. gonna be fun, and I look at all these people around me, and I my. I don't know how to say spiritual gurus like stop comparing yourself to other people. If what you're doing mm-hmm. works for you, don't yep. feel like you have to keep up with everyone else. This will be just a thing for me and right. we'll see how it goes. It could only, it could only help you. Yeah. If it doesn't, then you already have what you have. Yep. Yep. And the solid system in that. And you are about to throw on a pod. I'm going Omnipod. You're going to do yep. it. Sometime in the next couple of weeks, I'd like to get that going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Start up yeah. an Omnipod. I'm excited about the pod idea. Being disconnected, having the remote control type of thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's so funny. I haven't worn a pump now for three three months. I've been doing the long-term insulin thing. And I still have reflexes getting out of the car to grab the pump cord. Like, I still oh, reach to really? grab. Yeah. And I, and I still, like, getting out of bed in the mornings, like, I still, like, occasionally reach to grab the cord as I'm sliding off the bed, you know, to catch the pump before it hits the floor and all those things. So I, I'm excited about the Omnipod to still have to be disconnected. And uh, part of it might be a little bit more accurate in its dosing, but we'll just see what happens. Yep. So when you're in bed with the pump with the tube, mm-hmm. yep, is it just laying next to you? I usually just put it in the pocket of my gym shorts. Some people mm-hmm. have straps that they wear around their stomach or they have pockets built into their pants. And like running shorts have pockets that fit the Medtronic pump, hmm. like Nike's. They have those like cho- uh, those uh, like change and credit card pockets. Oh yeah, built in, right? Yeah. So those those fit the pump perfectly. Hmm. Yeah, but sometimes it slips out, you know. And so it's like on the bed, and so you get up out of bed, and it like drags and hits you in the heel. Like, you know, oh, God. <laughs> that, the it's hurt on so many levels. God, <laughs> you get used to it. Not a big deal. I will say one other thing about the expo that um, our friend Jessica and I were talking about. You were wandering the halls, <laughs> chatting with people. Looking for free food. Yeah, looking for food was looking that. Looking for breakfast. Um, one of the things going into these and like the kids camps and everything, like I get really emotional, especially with the people that come up and say they're newly diagnosed. And I'm like, man, I know what you're going to go through. And you yeah. know, you always are optimistic when it comes to talking to them or their parents. But, you know, uh, and she did too, this young person who was diagnosed in the past couple of months, mm-hmm. she was chatting with her parents about the Omnipod and the tubeless and the freedom and everything like that. And the kid got emotional. Wow. The kid, the kid got emotional. And of course she got emotional and I got emotional. I was on the sideline and you can't, and nobody wants to see the rep cry. <laughs> so, you know, you just get, you get uh, attached to some of these things. You do. Yeah. You do. And these things mean the world. I mean, we were talking to somebody over the weekend who had a child that was that was 16 that was still on shots that had never wanted to adopt the pump because just never wanted something on their body. Yeah. Right? It's my, my theory, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's many options now. And many I, options. This isn't to discount any particular pump. Yeah. They all have yeah. huge market shares. 
And it's just, it's, yeah, it, even if your endocrinologist only offers one type of pump, know that if you push, you can try something else out because they're really not all that different. Right. No, it's still the same basic premise. Well, and I think In that theory. one of the messages that we really post, uh, pushed this weekend is, especially for the parents or the newly diagnosed folks is, Hey, find your diabetes online community. You know, I mentioned the post that I wrote recently and no plug to me, but just to plug to all these other groups, because you've got to find what's the best fit for you in your management with the insulins management with the technology, should you choose yep. it and who's going to be the voice for you or the soundboard when you have a problem. So that's it. However that works for you. However that works. Mm -hmm. So during this whole thing, like we were talking about earlier, they had some screenings. They did. We got screened. You did the whole thing. I only did two things. Mm -hmm. I started with blood pressure because I've been having it, a problem. I was in there a long time. You were gone for a long time. You did get a punch on that one. I was talking to a lot of people. <laughs> Networking. <laughs> Networking. Hitting on people. Networking. <laughs> <laughs> Networking, for sure. Um... So you had you had everything done. I did. The lipid screening, the blood pressures. Blood pressure was a little bit higher than usual. I think we were just stressed out. Mine was high too. We didn't sleep a ton. <laughs> At least I know I didn't. I slept like five. And hours we had a some night. really good coffee. Can that and raise your blood pressure? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have to believe. Mm -hmm. And we've been walking around and standing. But these are all excuses. Yeah. Like in the in medicine, we don't. A lot of people don't believe that white coat hypertension exists. You know, <laughs> like people always talk about that. Right. But. uh but yeah, and, and plus I think it, it also um, really shows your recent stress levels and where you've been in the previous months. And for me, for the last three or four months, I haven't slept near as much, been running, you know, more on fumes. Yeah. I think the body responds and cortisol definitely rises, <laughs> raises your blood sugar. Right. And your blood pressure. Yeah. Both. So I think that was, I think that was more of it for me. But yeah, I did that. Also did uh, all the cholesterol. Mm-hmm lipid screening, LDL, HDL stuff. Um, and the, the A1C. So I didn't, got, I didn't do the A1C. Didn't do it. I, I, you know, I don't have any regrets, but I just mm -hmm. had it done a couple months ago. I mean, like mm -hmm. yeah. eight weeks so ago. There's no need to introduce it to your life. If you already know what's going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, yeah. It was like four months ago for me. So I decided to check it out hmm. and it was the same. So 7.2. 7.2. Got some work to do. Yeah, got some work. It's not a bad number. You know, it's, it's I, I know the places that I can improve. And I talked about it. It's, it's been a tough few. It, it's, I've had a hard time adjusting to the earlier mornings and just the shift in schedule. Mm -hmm. I think also the, the lack of sleep and how that's played out and not exercising quite as much as I did last year. Yeah. So trying to balance it it all out. Had some big changes. And yeah. So it's, it's coming around though. I think I wrote a post last week talking about just one thing that I'm going to do every day yeah. to make it better. So whenever I do go low, I'm not going to eat more than 20 carbs. I'm not going to have that <laughs> reflex 40 carb response yeah. right there. And, you know, it's a simple tactic, but I think it's easy for me to to lose touch of that like fundamental skill in correcting a low blood sugar. Mm -hmm. It's like just, hey, give 20 and wait. One of the women that I talked to um, at the expo, she talked about her hypos and how She's gained quite a bit of weight because, and she even said, she was like, I binge eat. Mm. And I said, you know, we've all done it. It happens to the best of us. And I said, um, because I'm purposely try, always try to lose weight. I make it a point now, instead of digging into the fridge, I take, I have three or four glucose tabs. Mm. You know, this is a new thing for me. Yep. Drink a ton this of water. Yeah. And 
and and go back to sleep like because she knows then she's like then I wake up high then I don't feel well and then I tack on three pounds and then I feel guilty and I was like okay so stop the cycle let's talk about it let's talk and um because nothing's worse than that morning high oh yeah it is it's a guilt I mean it's like a weird hangover it is yeah it's a hangover diabetes hangover yep well, and I did the screening and blood pressure was high. Like I said, I've been in denial and now I'm back on blood pressure medication. I took one today. What'd you take? Lisinopril. Okay. Or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And I had it in the cabinet. I just haven't taken it in a week because I was trying to live in, you know, God, I don't want to believe. And there are a lot of other factors. I've taken it in the past and then I was off of it for three or four years because I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Apparently now I need it again. So I'm back on it and sucking it up. and yeah, These things can change over time. Yeah. And, and a lot I'm, of factors, you know. Yeah. So and we talked about a couple of things there. And then what was it? The lipid panel? What was high on mine? I think maybe total cholesterol. Total cholesterol, which yeah. is total bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm so angry with that it's one. It's okay. It's all, it's all good. Damn. You were close. And, and these things are, the, these are all changable. All the changeable. Small things, yeah. And, you know, obviously some people are built genetically to have higher cholesterol numbers than some. Like there's some people who could eat burgers every day and have total cholesterol of like 160. Well, here's the thing is, you know, my diet, I'm like a Nazi. You do. It, well, and here's mm-hmm. the thing. So Ryan and I talked about it I, today, day one. I appreciate you sharing this too. By the way. <laughs> day one, <laughs> back from the conference this morning, I drank my coffee black. Oh my God. No coconut oil. <laughs> I cut out a little bit of cheese today. Did you pass out from coconut oil withdrawal by lunch? I kept it on the counter, like, and I looked at it. I was like, dude, I'm not cutting you out. I'm just going to save you for maybe once or twice a month. Yeah, special, special moments with coconut oil. And if my coffee was not as grand while I was sitting in my recliner working, mm-hmm. I was going to go to it and just know that I just have to start draw, draw, <laughs> like bringing it back. Instead of the amount, I was going to cut it in, you know, a back a little bit. It's an experiment. Next time it's you go to the endo, and you get this done again, if it's about the same, then you may well bring coconut oil back right. into your life. But, God. Hey, it's all good. But like we were talking about going into this thing, more information, the better. Trying to improve. I want more quality info. of life. Want, we want quality of life. Yeah. Yes. An entire bowl of cereal while low, while low is not worth it yeah. for a higher A1C. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I know we, we all have to make these crazy sacrifices in our life. <laughs> and it changes from year to year. God, I've had to cut out so many good things too, man. Hey, it's not about the cutting out. It's about inserting something else. What I else can I insert? No, I got nothing. Like I don't drink milk. I don't, I won't do any dairy in my, that was the, it'll, it'll, I'll work it out. I'll figure it out. And gains you know over subtractions, <laughs> gains on the other side. Right. But my other part of my class, whatever, what is it? LDL? HDL. HDL. It was good. Yeah. One of them was great. great. Mm-hmm. So that's the one that I'd worry about. Yeah. It's solid. So you got, you had, you had a great diet. It's all but, good. But one of the things that you said, I will, and for people to hear is the chance of a stroke. Mm. Mind you, you're in neurology, right? Is that what it's called? Mm. Neurology? Yes. Neurology. <laughs> neurology. Not urology. <laughs> it's vastly different subjects. <laughs> so with that, if your cholesterol is below 140, 50, yeah, 150. Then there's little to no chance of a stroke. And in a heart attack. Okay, yeah. I don't know the difference between those yep. two, but. And so that, you know, I, I, the the aid, yeah, the American Heart Association recommends cholesterol levels below 200. But 
if you can fight to get that cholesterol below 150, then, you know, there's just, you know, heart attacks decrease immensely at that rate, you know, that's a tough number to get to for a lot of people. That's a tough, that's a tough number. But yeah, there's a, a, there's a book, um, that I, I I love to to read called the China study Mm -hmm. and it's just, uh, yeah, that's good information in there. But yeah, 150 is a good number to get to. If you're below that, you're doing great. If you're not, that's okay too. Below 200 is great. And well, people with diabetes, these all these numbers. Diabetes complicates it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah but for sure. These screening events can be great. They aren't perfect. They're not accurate. This is not as accurate as the lab at your hospital. So again, these numbers that you have, I would say there's a, a range of 20%, 10% either way. So right? I'm going to believe it was really about 182. Hey, that may very well be true. And your A1C could have been 6.9. It could have been. Yeah, it could have been. So all these things, there's a big, big range. And we ate some food that morning, so that throws things off. And we had some coffee. So, hey, these aren't perfect. They weren't fasting. Yeah. So not perfect here. Grain We're of perfect salt. exactly as we are. We are. There was just some rough numbers. Some good information. <laughs> So, yeah, we hope to come back to Wichita. Oh, we're going back to Wichita. It was, we got it was, some friends to yeah. hook up with up there. We'll be back up there for a podcast soon. For sure. Great people, and, and we're very thankful that they allowed us to crash the party. Mm. So, it was a good party. Made some new friends. It's that time of the show where we recognize the iTunes Review of the Week. And we need to pee. Just kidding. You need to pee? I do, but that's all I can wait. Okay, okay, I can wait. Because we care more about the iTunes review than we do urination. Because that's what we're into. Urinary tract infections over, (laughs) (laughs) under the iTunes review. Okay, let's get to the iTunes review. All right, here we go. Who is the iTunes review winner this time? Okay, we're going to say this comes from username. First week. Okay, this is back from late October, five stars, review name, Dynamic. Hmm. Great dynamics between the hosts. They feed well off each other, discussing real-world diabetes, having conversations and bouncing thoughts and ideas off each other. It's both entertaining and informative. Yay! We fooled them. We did. We fooled them. Thank you. Dynamic, hit us up, info at diabetesdailygrind.com. We will get you one of our t-shirts, either gray or blue. We've been posting on the Instagram, rocking at the conference. So, and we might have some extra swag. We might have some extra swag by that time too. Yo, we're gonna have. We're working with some uh, a couple of different companies. We got we got some companies who we're partnering up with. We're gonna have some fun stuff to send out. Yeah, yeah. We're continuing to pile up cool things to send. I think in the last episode we threatened to send them one of your dirty socks. That's (laughs) not gonna get sent out now, (laughs) thankfully, due to partners of the the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. How creepy would that be? (laughs) Here's a sock. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Here's a sock. Here's a Band-Aid. It's definitely used. (laughs) Here are some used test chips. Okay. So, yeah, that's all we got to say. We had a great time up in Wichita. Thanks to everybody there. So thanks, everyone, for taking time to listen to us um, on this past episode. And and before we wrap things up, just two last announcements, because you know that's what we do is make sure that you leave with something. (laughs) So don't forget to check out our social media. We're on every single thing that we can think of. We're yet to jump into Snapchat, but by God, I feel like it's coming soon. One day, maybe that could be 2017 resolution. Well, and and just in case you didn't know, we we did something a while ago that we haven't really pushed and we're not really sure what to say, but we want to keep the episodes coming and we're in a great position right now. We threw up a little PayPal link and you know, your Amazon clicks and everything, send a little change our way and 
let's just say you have an extra five bucks this month that you want to throw to the PayPal, that'll help keep Jonathan happy and creditors off our back. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. That's it. The shows are going to keep coming. Yeah. They're always going to be free. But if you feel like helping us out, we could use it. We could definitely use it. We've we've got a lot of things down the pipeline and and every single bit helps. So like us, love us, share it, and drop some change. That'd be great. Cheers to the highs and lows, everybody. Cheers to the highs and lows. Uh,